Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hey, friends. Happy holidays to you. Just wanted to mention a couple of things that are coming up. Um, I'm going to be performing at Rooster Tea Feathers in the Bay Area, Sunnyvale, uh, February 2nd through the 5th. So come on out and say hello. Haven't seen some of you in a while. Uh, I also have other dates coming up early next year. Uh, I'll put them on my website uh, when I get around to it. Enjoy this episode. Uh, Just remember when we miss an episode, uh, I have the other show on the Nerdist Network called Cash Withdrawal. So check that out. And um, it's great to be back. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Right in the stone mountain. Right in the stone mountain. Oh, God, it's exciting out here. i uh doing some storm chasing. Uh, you know... It's been tough to get guests the last uh, couple months, as you may have known. So I thought, you know what? When I go a little crazy, I get out and I do a little storm chasing, you know? It's a good time of year for it. I kind of had to work my way up. I started with the uh, fog chasing, worked my way up to the uh, intermittent rain chasing. And now we've got a real gale out there. Listen to that. Listen to that gale. Can you hear that? I'm just going to open up the door to the AMC Pacer. But you know what? I think... I think it's actually going down now. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Wow. It's really exciting. And I can see a... I don't know if that's a hurricane or tornado coming, but uh, I'm not sure what that is. What's this? Wait, what? Wait. Wait a second. There's somebody out there. Right in the storm mound. I'm just going to ignore it for a second. Right in the storm mound. Right in the storm mound. I'm stuck in a storm. Wait, there's... Okay, there's somebody... Oh, that's a real person. I thought that was a figment of my... Uh, I'm a figment. Wait, what of my imagination. Wait, what did you say? I'm in my AMC Pacer Storm Chaser. Oh. Coming at you live oh. on a... Tuesday afternoon. I better, you know what? I'm going to open my door to the pacer and just see who that is. Hello? Help. Hello? Help. Do you want to get in the car? It looks like you're about to be whipped away by That's the storm. What? what? I think you're about to get 
pretty much killed by the storm. He's Do you want to whipped away by the storm? Okay, I can't help him. Anyway, I'm just gonna enjoy in the storm. No, I think you're about to get whipped away by the storm. W H I P. You're about to get sucked into the vortex. No. If you stay here, the party dies. Wait, hold. Wait, wait. What? Hey, what? TJ. What the... Get in the car. Get in the car. <laughs> TJ, welcome to the AMC hey, Pacer Storm Chaser. Right in the storm out. What were you doing out there? I don't know. Wait, what did you just... Right in yeah, the storm out. What is that? What is that? Yeah, again, what is that? Right in the storm out. And why do we lose it's all a, the words after just well, a very it's, small it's, amount of time when you <laughs> sing in general? It's a song. Gone into the wind. <laughs> Only just dust in the wind. Hey, it's good to see you, buddy. It's good to see you, Do you want to close the too, window? Because it kind of defeats the purpose. I kind of feel like we're going to... Get whipped away in the storm. That's what they say. I now. don't want to be whipped That's what they away. Call it. Well, yeah, okay. you were saying that earlier, right? Weren't you yelling? Look, uh, I'm, I'm not going to flimsy up the numbers. I'll tell you, the majority of the people that get into that well, don't flimsy them up. I'm not going to flimsy them up either. Flimsy. I'm not going to flimsy them up either. When you get sucked into the vortex of the storm, you can die up there. You can get whipped up. What are you doing? You're storm chaser. Are you looking like, for the eye of the hurricane? It's like it's like miracle whip out there, huh? It's like Miracle Whip out It's there? a lot like we're how Miracle much, Whip. It's a miracle how much people are getting whipped into the storm. <laughs> I've seen... You're lucky I even opened the door. You just had such a booming voice out there. I heard you. What were you doing out there? What are you doing in the middle of a storm well, right I now? was chasing a storm also, but I was on... You don't do it on, in a vehicle? I was on a, one of those hoverboards, the little segways without yeah, the see, handles. I don't think that's what you're... You know, I, I, I suggest fog chasing. I should Pacer Chaser on the Storm Racer. I... I not... Not ideal. I, I suggest not ideal. I suggest hovercraft storm chasing. chasing. Not ideal. No, I suggest no, fog chasing. Fog chasing. Yeah, if you're going to fog chase or intermittent do rain chase, hoverboard. yeah, you could even probably hail chase. But I wouldn't do any of this uh, serious stuff. This which is I serious to storm chasing. Now, why? Yeah, what are you I doing? Get a permit out here? Yeah, well, you you got a permit to do this? Why, <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> I had to go to the city. I had to go to the government to get this uh, permit. You see it on the back of my car? Yeah, you got a storm. It says storm chasing permit. Yeah, I had to learn the. I had to learn one lyric to a storm song. Right here in the storm, <laughs> and then they just let you sort of play the trumpet after that. It's it's exciting to be out here in a storm. Some chaser. people have wanna... only heard you make those noises. Okay, I call them noises because they're not necessarily singing. It's not necessarily words or singing. A lot of it. Yeah. I wonder. It's amazing to me how many people have only heard that but have never seen your face as you do it. Yeah. But I know that ninety percent of them be like, "That's that's exactly what I expected." <laughs> That looks exactly how I was envisioning it in my mind. Well, listen, you haven't told us what you're doing. You were you were chasing a storm yourself, but I, you're doing it on the Segway. Yeah, which is pretty exciting. I was chasing I was chasing the eye of the hurricane because you you can get in the middle of the, the hurricane. Yeah, you can get in the eye in the uh, vortex, as they call it. It's they don't really they call it the eye the eye of the hurricane. Yeah, the vortex I don't think is any. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah, I didn't pass the a lot of, of the tests. Storm? You know, in terms of the certification, I didn't really pass Did all. Did you the get tests. the permit? Basically, I, the AMC Pacer Storm Chaser passed, but I didn't because I I weighted this bad boy down. Did you see the uh, uh, the uh, the uh, uh, sand? Uh, Dollars that I have to, to, to weigh it down. Yeah, yeah very extra see heavy sand yeah, dollars. It's bags filled with giant sand dollars, and you're using those as currency. Yeah, is that yeah, true? Exactly. Within the storm, uh, yeah. yeah. I like to get into the eye of a you hurricane. Weigh it down. Yeah, and it's totally quiet in there. Yeah, you want to get in the cockpit? No, I just, just like, to, I like to get in the middle 
of a hurricane, the eye yeah. of the hurricane. Okay. And it's really calm there. So I'll read a nice book. I'll sit. I like to get on my little hoverboard and kind of do circles, do little donuts. What does it do to your hair? Do you feel like it's uh, advantageous to your look? It's amazing because, look? because the hurricane is swirling around locks? me. To your mane of locks? Because the hurricane is swirling around me, my hair uncurls, becomes straight, <laughs> and sort of does a sweeping bang motion like the Jonas Brothers had sex with like 2006 Justin Bieber. <laughs> Daddy, yeah, daddy. <laughs> well, that's a real gale coming, and I can see it. I, it, it looks like that's going to be a real serious one. In fact, I look. It looks to me like yep, now you're saying Segway's a gale gone. of wind. Segway just got Segway whipped up into the was whipped up by a gale up. of wind. Was whipped up. Now, you, you know, you're talking about gales. A miracle I, whip right there with the Segway. Have you Segway ever gone? Whip. Have you ever gone uh, gale chasing and been whipped no, up into I've a never storm? Been, like I said, I've been fog chasing. I I've went chasing, chasing after gales, and I found three or four gales in the phone book. It was mm-hmm. a very old phone book. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them had aged but remained in the residence that they were in when the phone book was printed. And uh, I went chasing after them. I went I found the gales, and I went chasing them down the street. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I gale chased until one of them was whipped right up into oh, the right storm. Right into the, to the vortex. Another one yeah. was whipped right into a uh, pot of cream. Just ever, a giant bowl of cream. She was whipped it into it. Mixed it. Whipped into a and miracle. one of the other ones, she just, she whipped it good. She was listening to Devo, <laughs> and she was whipped right into just whipping it. Did you ever go on chili chasing? It's a little chilly out here. You ever go on chili chasing? No, I haven't. I've, I've gone little, after a vegetarian chili. I went nippy chasing. Yeah. A little nippy. Just trying to get nippy. I like, yeah. Uh, yeah, chili chasing is fun. Chili chasing's good. Chili chasing You don't need fun. a car for that. I wanted to have an AMC Pacer Storm Chaser, and uh, I chili that was really my I'll chili chase impetus. with a bowl of chili, mm-hmm. right? So you do that. And if it's a chilly day, you're going to love a little bit of hot chili. Mm-hmm. So I'll be eating the chili. If I chase the right chili and chops. I catch... Yeah. What, do you, what do you do when you catch the storm? Oh, I never have. Yeah, that was part of the mm. problem. I, I usually am on the outskirts, just kind of looking in. Um, I'm, I'm not someone that gets. I've never been whipped into the vortex like I wanted to. Uh, maybe you could help me. Maybe we could it do that. It feels like you're getting further. <clears throat> it feels like you're getting further and further away from actual storm phrases yeah. and jargon. <laughs> you're being whipped up into a vortex. <laughs> These are things that. I haven't heard since sixth grade science class. That's well, true. You know what I had going for me was the song. You kind of ripped that to shreds. Right here in the storm. I mean, why do I need more lyrics than that? <laughs> I think a, a lot of musicians have asked themselves that. Riders on the storm. And then he's like, "Why, why can't that be enough?" Into this world we're thrown. So I, I know that one too. <laughs> but I want to do the more upbeat one. I've got a good sound system on this pacer. Listen, AMC buddy. Pacer Chaser. Let's do a... You want to do a podcast? I mean, we're going to do it here in the AMC Storm Chaser Pacer. Yeah. You want to do what it? What do you call it? This is the AMC Pacer Storm Chaser. The AMC Pacer Storm Chaser 2016. Yeah, yeah. AMC do you notice Pacer no license Storm plates? Chaser. Just in yeah, case. Yeah, I saw that. Just in case. Just two little Tasmanian devils yeah, on and, the front of the And just don't touch that. Those are the sand dollars. Be careful. Oh, sorry. Because yeah, we yeah, could get right. lifted up into the vortex if we uh, aren't, aren't more careful about that. But this is it's great to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. I haven't seen I know, you it's since. It's been a while. It's been, I can't believe that we met one another in the storm. It's amazing. It really is. It's that time of year, though. A lot of gusts. A lot of gusts going on. A lot of gusts. A lot of, I, Chilly willy. Yeah. Do you go gust chasing? I just chase after a gust of wind. If I can't find a gust of wind, I just get a gust. This guy named Gus works in the water park. He does ticketing and lockers. He does just, key. He does, 
It has key retrieval for lockers at the water park. I found Gus. Necessary. I want, I want Gus, Jason. I found me a Gus. <laughs> he is in charge of the lost and found for the water park section of the amusement fair. They call him Gus. They call him Gus the Guster. He's found more keys than you've lost in one lifetime. <laughs> That's his job. The ones that he doesn't connect with the owner. He keeps them on his keychain around his belt. He walks with a limp to the right. That's how heavy the keys are. It's a heavy belt. It's a heavy belt. It's got a lot of keys on it. I go Gus chasing. Yeah, there's got to be more. When he wants to go to the bottom of the pool. What about rain chasing? He just jumps in and sinks pretty quickly because he's got a big belt. He can kill himself with his keys (laughs) just, just by drowning a man. I once saw him try every key on his belt He'll, in one lock. Took thirty six hours. <laughs> he jumped. He tried. To he get, was pretty sore afterwards. <laughs> it's like the heaviest hula hoop in the world. <laughs> he jumped. He, you know, he's one of those guys who kill himself just to just to not have to take the keys off his belt if he falls into the pool. <laughs> He'll die. He'll die before he'll take those keys out. Yeah, they had three lifeguards jump into the pool. One for him, two for his keychain. One, one of the lifeguards had to help the other lifeguard who was drowning trying to save the keys. But Gus just kept yelling out, There's no way we'll get into the small lockers! The ones with the keys and the wallets! That's uh, Gus. There's a watch or two in there! Did you ever? Do you? Do you guys ever go to the water, water park? park yeah. yeah, just in general. Yeah. You love water parks. I love water parks. I go with my kids all the time. So water parks, but there there is this thing where you can go and say, "Hey, I lost something. I lost my, you know, my my swimming trunks." Yeah, and they'll just bring you the lost and found bin. Oh yeah, and you can pick whatever. Well, we've you talked want about that. I, that's how I shop. I just show up. I, I do. I always. I just the, okay, so a little holiday shopping tip for all of you that are sort of haven't gotten your holiday shopping done yet. I, no, I walk, go to the water park. I just, no, it's when closed. I seriously, a lot of my clothing comes from Lost and Found. I just, I actually talk about this uh, sometimes, but I'll just show up and go. I lost my uh, shorts. We'll say, what do they look like? I'm like, well, they're like long pants, except. Except short. Sometimes I get really cocky. I'll just walk in and say, I lost a big box with clothes in it. Take the whole damn thing. Take the whole damn yeah. thing. And I left right? goggles. A bunch of stuff was yeah. in my box. That's yeah. actually how I, I lost a few sunglasses on uh, my trip over the summer to Sun Valley, Idaho. And I would just go to different areas, country clubs, uh, the ski resort. If I, I just happened to be in these places. And I would say, and I lost my sunglasses. And I was able to replenish my supply because I've given a lot of sunglasses to the world. And I figure it's time for me to take some back. It's time for you to go place to place and say, "Yeah, I lost sunglasses," and then steal somebody else's yeah. sunglasses. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and they'll say, "Can you describe them?" I'll be like, "They have lenses," and uh, <laughs> <clears throat> so I don't know. Do you think that's immoral? I mean, I don't think it's moral. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not sure that I would. But if be I like, lost, I lost a lot of sunglasses on that trip. That makes sense. You know, I've I've lost a lot of money and I've lost a fair amount of cell phones, so I'll just steal them. If I see a kid under the age of 13 with a cell phone, I'll just take it from him. Let me, let me tell you about the weirdest moment of that trip, though. Okay, so I, I, we traded our house for a month with someone in Sun Valley, Idaho. And uh, I, so I bought a bike the first day. It was about a $75, $100 bike or something. So I was like, I'm going to ride a bike the whole time. And at the end of the trip, I decided to give my bike to somebody uh, at the YMCA. She had been very nice to me the whole trip, right? 
And I said, so I'd like you to have my bike. And it was really nice by then. I'd put some cool stuff on it. Had a big... Uh, what kind big, of stuff? Bike, well, uh, baseball cards well, the spokes? Well, a lot of baseball cards on the spokes. I had some Miracle Whip. Uh, Got whipped right into those spokes. There was a uh, there were a lot of keys on the bike, also not not like Gus, but I went as far as I could. Yeah, and it also had over two hundred Gus or bus. It had a pouch with over two hundred uh, pairs of sunglasses uh, from all the work I had done. And so you went of the ahead. Trip. And you, you so I was going to give it to this lady. She had been so nice to me during this trip, and she said, "Why well, I, I don't really ride a bike? I don't need one. I don't have a bike." And the lady next to her, who had not been nice the whole trip. Said, well, I need a bike. I like the bike. And she goes, well, yeah, she should have it. She needs a bike. And now I'm stuck giving a bike to someone that wasn't friendly to me the whole trip. Now, what do you do? I was like, I don't, I, you can't say, like, I don't like you. I don't think you were friendly enough to have yeah, my bike. Yeah, you can. I think if there's anyone I know <laughs> that could do that it. would ever look at somebody and be like, I'm sorry, you just, here's my impression of you with that happening, right? I'm sorry, you just, you, you're not, you're nice enough. You're never nice. You don't get a bike. You don't just get my bike. I'm sorry. But, you know, you can't just be a person that is mean the entire time and expect a bike. I tried to weasel out of it a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. A little bit. I go, you know, it's a really hard bike to ride. Uh, because it was. It was like a that really... That was your move? Well, she was not in great shape. Let oh, me just say she's that. like, uh, let me ask you this. It was a really is hard Is it car- like riding a bike? Because I learned yeah. how to ride a bike, and they say that once you learned it, it's like riding a bike. I mean, I tried to kind of go, I'm not sure you'd like the bike. I said that. <laughs> She goes, well, I need a bike. And you said that she Well, then was maybe you should go woman? fucking buy one. That's what I should have said. You know what I mean? It was so, it was so, and then she walked out with me and I gave her the bike and she wasn't even that appreciative. I know she probably turned around and sold it. So. So, uh, the moral of the story exciting. is, this woman would be better off dead. <laughs> For me. From my perspective, she took your bike, she sold yeah. it, she was mean to you the entire time. Yeah. That isn't that's sort of rude of that other girl though to be like. Uh, I think it was. Less oh well, you should give your bike to her. Yeah, as if you're just giving away bikes. I really, know. that's part of what I do. I got three or four yeah. bikes in my car, yeah. so I can just give. I was going to yeah. give this one to you, but if you have somebody else you want me to give it to, I'll, I can throw it their yeah. way. Yeah, it was pretty upsetting. That's the type of woman you want. The trip was pretty. Put ups- a, yeah. a gus sized keychain on, yeah. throw her into a pool. The trip was pretty upsetting. We traded our house with somebody, and they made it sound like they're very casual people. They said, you know, yeah, we'll just, uh, I said, you know, the house, you know, we don't really do this. We don't do Airbnb and this sort of thing. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, we don't have it all set up for guests. Like, we didn't clear out a bunch of closets. And she's like, you know, we'll sleep out of our bag. We don't care. She was very casual. She was a, uh-uh. it was a retired couple that was going to come to our house, right? And she's like, you know, we're very casual. We're like ex-hippies. That's how she described herself. So then we get to their house. In Sun Valley, they're just like financiers. And it they're was like it was, Wall it was like a museum. It was like a it was like a multi million dollar home with like it, they must have spent the last you know thirty years decorating it perfectly. And I've got two little kids. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! And sure enough, literally we had been there for five minutes and Chance like drop kicked one of their fine china. No, no. And then I got a text from her, and she's like, <laughs> she's like, and she's like, can you um. Uh, can you get the cleaners to come to your house? We we don't feel that it's clean enough to our, you know, for our liking. And we're like, oh Jesus, she's going to hate us. So we've got you know we've got that going on. And then of course uh, we've we've broken her fine china. Our house isn't good enough for her. 
I realize now, the more I thought about it, I mean, they, they, she goes, well, we traded cars, too. They gave me a truck, which kind of gives you a little bounce in your step, let me tell you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, it was That'll a very high truck. Like I could barely get man. into it. I needed, like, a ladder to get up that's, in it. That's the bounce you She step. said, you we'll give you our old it. truck. So I didn't even wash my car. I probably had old, like, banana peels in it and stuff. Their truck was, like, completely pristine. It's the most pristine truck ever, right? So about three days later, I took the truck, and I... I lost the keys. Oh, my And uh, so now I have to get new keys made for the truck. It was in a parking lot somewhere. And I can't let her know because she already hates us. <laughs> so now I have to find a locksmith that's going to make a key for a truck that I don't own. And I was just the guy to do it. Uh, how did you do it? I found a guy named Gus. No. No, I'm joking. I did. I found a guy who was willing to do it. I told him the story. And he did it illegally. And I got her keys made without her ever knowing. And uh, that worked out. And then April and the kids made her a plate, just like the old one. Like, seriously. They went to, like, a plate shop. It took, like, a pottery shop. It took them, like, four or five days. They made a yeah, plate? They made a plate and looked identical. <laughs> How did okay? you do that? Yeah. And you should see the picture of it. It's hilarious. And they're, like, standing next to the plate. They're so proud. They had help from a pottery maker. Um. Your life is so weird. It was very, very detailed. I mean, that's yeah. so weird. You're like, quickly, I'm going to con somebody into getting yeah. me a new keys to a car that I don't own. You make, you quickly make China to replace the one that we've broken already. Everyone know this. They, they cannot stay out of the cleanliness of our home. I know. They hated it. So, in any event, it was, a, it was a very traumatic trip, but we got through it. Now, I want to, we haven't done the show in a while. You want to do the show? I'd love to, yeah. Let's do it. Let's start off with a, a segment we like to call the uh, Triple Banger Lightning, lightning Round. Ah. Triple Banger Lightning Round. Triple Banger Lightning Round, question one. And this question is for, one. Question one. Question one. This is for the holidays, uh, for the inside of your door. Um, instead of welcome mats, how about get the fuck out mats? I mean, I like those. Those are a little off-putting. <laughs> Uh, I think it'd be funny to do a welcome mat outside of the the house, and yeah. then when you open the door, right inside is the get the, the get fuck the fuck out, out mat. So the second you're like, oh, okay, I'm coming on. Oh, all right, <clears throat> sorry. See you guys. <laughs> this is something I'd like to market. I mean, I, I think it could be a, a winner. There's got to already be that, right? You think so? Get the fuck well, out mat. Oh, yeah, he's looking at get the fuck out. God, the storms really died down. Yeah, I know. Get the fuck yeah, out of good. here. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, Matt. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand the welcome mats. A mat isn't really a reasonable. Why don't they have more that are like well, welcome mat? M A T T. They're sort of saying, "Hey, welcome yeah. to all the mats." Some people here. named Matt. Yeah, yeah, welcome. Get the fuck out of here, Matt. I think it's presumptuous for your mat to think that everyone's welcome. There are people that can come to your door that are not welcome. It's yeah. a little disingenuous. Well, it's, a, it's a little strange to be open to saying welcome to... And you're not welcome. Right, exactly. No. You can't have a robber be like, hey, I saw yeah. the mat. I saw the mat. Can I borrow some water? Yeah. It's, 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 it's a little presumptuous to think that you're going to want to welcome everybody. And also to try and borrow water. I mean, what are you going to do with it? You're going to give it back? You obviously want to drink it or use it for something. It's just weird. <laughs> it's weird to be like, welcome, you know. What'd you find out? Couldn't find so weird Ryan's in the car with us wow. I didn't even notice well Ryan now well, the crazy thing about Ryan is he, he sort of hides down you know what he well. was doing he was riding the storm out he's riding the storm out <laughs> he didn't want to get whipped into the storm he was letting the wind do its job gotta let the wind do its job yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, Ryan will sort of hide in the, the sort of well, the seat well in the back seat. Um, because he likes to do that, that prank where you're driving and you sort of reach behind you to see if there's someone there. And then he grabs your hand. And he goes, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that that's one of our favorite things about Ryan. So that's, that's Ryan. Can I can I just here. tell quickly the the story of the last time I saw TJ uh, sure. at the Critics Choice Awards? I, I just wanted to tell the story. I, it, Cash, which sure. by the way, Cash, you did a fantastic job oh, writing no, for no, you, Nick Vatter. Uh, now I was Vatter, telling TJ that night. It, it's Davis, it's pretty crazy. Uh, Nick Vatter, uh, yeah, there's a great group of guys, very funny people. Davis, but you're you're a guy who. The degree of difficulty on what you did Cash was amazing. Writing. It was amazing. I don't. The know opening monologue had the opening monologue had like uh, dancing. Uh, it had uh, belly button whistling. Belly button whistling. It had some very uh, good jokes that were delivered uh, flawlessly. He went into the crowd and then he stops, changes the momentum, and does something very uh, heartfelt, and then gets laughs after that. It had an incredibly high degree of difficulty. Something you don't see on award shows. I don't bother to try to do really. Um, uh, you know anything that difficult and it was pretty awesome but my favorite thing about the show partially was watching you with the producers get very passionate and by the way everyone has to understand that Cash is one of the writers for Critics Choice Awards so are all the people that I clapped for and yeah. mentioned um, Cash is very funny all these people are sort of we're trying to put this thing together that A&E essentially they say do whatever you want essentially but they do but then the day beforehand they look at it and they're like so do you really need the and what I loved watching was TJ would defend these incredibly zany ideas. He'd be like, look, the show just is, they'd be saying, do you need the head to be lopped off during the, perf-? he'd be like, yes, in fact, everything hinges on that. And he'd be like, I will need to be juggling three Sully heads. And that's just part of the, well, I remember I, my favorite, there's, I just love being around you because very strange things happen while, you know, you're around TJ. You, Okay. I didn't think I'd have a producer saying, do you need two suits on at the same time? You're like, yeah, it's vital to have the bottom suit. Uh, the, 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 the bottom suit really makes them look. And that's, yes. From the waist down, that's I not have to, these. That's not negotiable. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the bottom suit. The suit on my booty. My, well, it had. I had two fake arms coming out of my hips and a tuxedo from the waist down. And then I put on a tuxedo above, and they said, well, what, are you going to leave the second tuxedo with the arms hanging from your legs? It's and important like, to the yeah. overall look. It's important to the overall look. Like, he's, he's, he's just defending but these also the belly button outrageous whistling. things. They said, well, we don't know about you starting with belly button whistling. Could we do that at some other yeah. point? Which we could have, for yeah. sure. Probably would have gone better, to be honest. It, uh, was, it was so good, strange It's to a be, great start. It was so strange it gets your to attention. be under these giant top hats. Right. And being able to see through this screen and just looking at the faces of these Hollywood luminaries being like, what? Like John Voigt just being like, what is going on? Like, I loved you in Heat, Natalie Portman. Just like, what? What happened? Who is enjoy Warren Beatty really liked it. Judd yeah. Apatow was laughing. It was a real. It was Ryan Gosling was just puzzled. You could see all Just those people. Generally puzzled, yeah. And Tom Hanks From kind of was into there. it. When I did the cor- the chorus line dancing right before yeah. I started doing that, Tom Hanks was like, "Oh boy, this is gonna be good." <laughs> it was pretty great. Yeah, it's very weird. Amy Adams, you know, she kind of thought it was funny that I blew my head out of the cannon, but my my torso stayed inside of it. <laughs> I mean, these are the kind of discussions, though, where here you. No, they said that they go, they go. Well, why, you know, do you want if the head comes out, you know, where, where does it land? And I'm just like, I don't know. We just got to figure it out. We just got to make it. 
Well, what if it lands? Well, then let's have somebody grab the head and run away so that it looks like my head. Is and that's the, the thing. Ground. You have these very serious people, and then you have TJ, and these serious people, these producers are like, now, we're concerned. Where Where is the where is the head going to land? You know, like they're, they're like, <laughs> out of and a you're cannon. trying to reassure them, you know, they're like, cause he's, gonna throwing, be okay. he's throwing it out of the cannon. <laughs> so what if the head lands or near your head? I'm like, well, I can try and throw it away. They're like, you know what? We're going to set somebody there. They'll grab the head. The head's in the shape. <laughs> then we'll hold on the shot to get the head out. So it's just your head that looks like it blew out of the cannon, but your body stayed in there. Right, right. And then they're like, each, each discussion would come to a finish where they'd be like, is it, is it completely necessary we do this one? They're like, yeah, yeah this is, uh, I think the, the whole show hinges on that one. And I mean, it was just, you just defended every single one. And I you just, basically <laughs> got everything you wanted and it was beautiful to watch. And you deserved it. It was, it was fun. I mean, you did pull it off, you know? It was, it was pretty, it was very successful. It was a ridiculous. lot of fun. It's amazing that A&E kind of allows us essentially to do this sketch show. Yeah. We kind of do a sketch comedy show with a monologue in the beginning that, you know, has an award show happen while it's going on. Right, right. And so that's it's amazing. I love it. I would yeah. definitely do it again. They would were you very, do it again. Oh, absolutely. They were they were fans. I mean, they were they were supportive. It was great. They listened to you. You said, "Look, I have a vision of what I want to do," and they trusted your vision, and and it made it a much more interesting show than than other shows might be. Yeah, I mean, and the previous- most of these shows are just a guy going out telling jokes, and then they give the awards away, and that's the end of it. And this show, even in the opener. You go from zaniness and lunacy, dancing, all this visual stuff to something very heartfelt, back to jokes. It had a huge arc to it. it, it the degree of difficulty was amazing. It was very impressive. Seriously. Thank you. Well, I mean, the- yeah. as a performer, I was like, how are you going to... I mean, you stopped in the middle of the opener and just went into something really serious and managed to pull it off. It was yeah. pretty cool. That's sort of the bummer right now is that America, especially after today when we're recording this, America's just like kind of it's they're kind of busted right now it's like the whole thing seems kind of busted in part because so many people voted for someone that they didn't want to that just it seemed like this was the first time people weren't happy with either candidate so but it, but it yeah. was the first time that it was at the level of a lot of people were voting for someone that they didn't want to but they just couldn't imagine the, the other, other person. person in office yeah. and uh and so i don't i don't know it's it's really a conundrum, as you would it's, say. It's the old double name conundrum, uh, double the name double candidate conundrum. conundrum. Double candidate conundrum. Yeah, it's kind of like a you know, it's like a bad case of a dating game, you know, where neither candidate, you know, when people were upset about that, with a little bit bigger connotations. It's like a ba- just a little. It's like beggars can't be <laughs> choosers, but. Uh, yeah, I, 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 the, the, right then and there, you could just feel like, a, well, beggars can't be choosers. But, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. And that's that, that's the tough thing is I think, well, what you said I thought was really interesting. You want to explain your theory of just that it could have been actually worse if it went the other way. Well, that was very interesting. It, it seems that the the side that hated Hillary to the extent Hitler. that they did Hillary <laughs> to the extent Hi, that they did yeah. Uh, there was there, that that side of things. There was an anger level that might have been even more extreme, and uh, it brought them out to the uh, to vote. Uh, but also, if it hadn't gone their way, um, you know, maybe we'd be having some kind of civil war or something. I mean, like you just don't know what would have happened. This this result might th- there could be silver linings. We have to look at the possible silver linings. There is a possibility that. Um, 
this gets a lot of people active that wouldn't have been active before. Uh, the millennials may not have. By the way, I didn't even know they were called millennials really until about this election. Yeah. I just never really thought about the like names of the different generations. It, yeah. But um, all I'm saying is this may get people uh, a little more, more active than they would have been. Um, I mean, those are and, really good. Yeah, those would be and, silver linings. Uh, this sure. may this may show that our checks and balances in our government are effective. Um, I'm just trying to look for things that you know we can. My mother was to. like, "Just grasping at straws here. I'm just grasping at straws." That's what she just kept saying over and over again. For positive, I mean, I believe in that. That this has to be an opportunity, and it'll probably lead to an opportunity with an emphasis on unity. I'm making T-shirts. I'm not selling them, but I'm keeping them in a bunker in Colorado. If you can find them, they're free. If you can find them, they're free. It's going to be a great period of time for arts. <laughs> yeah. No. Seriously, when 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 things are tumultuous, usually the arts. And the artists step up, and you have some great arts, the art that come out of it. No, I uh, think there's some things that will come out of it, and hopefully we can, you know, can be okay on the other side, you know? I, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I did not like uh, Hillary Clinton as a candidate. I was much more of a Bernie Sanders guy, all that stuff. But it's this weird thing where, yeah, it just, it was like lightning in a bottle. All it took was 70,000 votes in the key states. And uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it doesn't matter if it was her or him. I just was I was so bummed, for instance, I got a uh, I got a, uh, a Facebook message from a fan who said, well, you're don't be political. You're not funny. I like you and your other stuff, but it's not funny when you're political. And I was like, well, I'm not. I didn't respond to him, but I'm, I'm thinking I'm not political. I'm a political. I've, I've never been like. A political comedian. I'm talking about America right now because I think it's on a lot of people's minds. Right, right. Uh, now it's becoming kind of an oligarchy. But this poor guy sort of said, you know, Trump isn't who we want in the office, but he's better than her. I mean, she has the FBI in her pocket. I mean, Hillary Clinton, for Christ's sake, she has Parkinson's disease. Don't you know that, man? And so this guy was writing this stuff that it's so weird. And, and it's like... She okay. She doesn't have Parkinson's disease. Okay, she just doesn't. That's just not the case. She didn't run a pedophile pizza parlor thing. And the only frustrating thing is, is that that's all misinformation. But the information we have about Donald Trump comes from Donald Tr- Trump. He's the one tweeting the stuff. No one's like, ah, oh, that's not really true. What he he didn't really say that. That's never happened. They try to take his Twitter away. You know, I mean, that's, yeah, see, you're just, and this is the problem is that I'm afraid it's going to get sort of, you know, apathy will lead to complacency. And if he's a good con man, which he is a very good con man, I think a big part of why we didn't like Hillary is she's a bad criminal. I think America likes good criminals. We like gangster movies. We like all that stuff. We don't like somebody who's a sloppy or a bad criminal. And, you know, if he's a good con man, which he's a very good con man. You know, if you like him or if you hate him or if you voted for him or not, he definitely, you know, he sold something to make America great again. I'm bringing these jobs back. Those jobs aren't coming back. So that that was a con. But like I said, these people that were. But here, let me just say, okay. let yeah, me say that it just, you know, I would back off for about a year and a half. Although he hasn't done that yet with any of his cabinet picks or any of that stuff. Or his calls to different world leaders. Um 
but you know, if he sort of chills for a year and a half and he can make the economy go up, even if it's a disaster for the deficit or for the future, uh, then people will, you know, they'll vote in two years for a more of a Republican majority. And then those guys will start, you know, trading tax cuts. We talked about this. I mean, you and I travel all over the country. You just did a show where there was, they told you in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I did a show. Um, it was a corporate gig uh, for a um, a company. I don't even want to say, you know, who they were or anything, but. The, then you know, don't cash. Yeah. In any event. I'll uh, say. It was Clire Flight. <laughs> it was the Clire Flight Corporation. Um, I, you know, it was a rough group of people uh, in a pretty, pretty rough and tumble industry. And uh, they, you know, there's about 100 of them. They told me that the, the comedian the previous the year, they told me that the, 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 the previous comedian had been terrible. And for me to really step it up. Um, and do better than he did. The previous and, comedian had been terrible. Yeah, well, that's, that's what they what told they me. Started, they, they go, told hey, me they like, do a better job than him. They, and they said, do as many. Did you, you know, know the guy? No, I, I didn't know who it was. Um, <laughs> it, it was in any event. Bottom line, I go on stage and it became clear right away when everyone started yelling at me that this was going to be more of a deaf, just more of a like, let's do your mama jokes on each other. Yeah. You know, let's all let's have everyone. Insult each but other. Give an example of that. that oh, mean, things like you know, you're you're short, you're bald, you're gay, you know, your pants are ridiculous. Like just all this stuff they were yelling at me. So I I started going around the room. I love your pants. Yeah, exactly. The pants. Where, where'd you get those parachute pants? Hey, you gay cetera. guy, you right. short, bald. Right. Hey, where'd you get so those strange? People just yelling pants. out stuff at me, right? And they're just yelling out stuff and. I just went around the room like a sprinkler head and just started to rally or, or just volley insults at every single person that had yelled at me. Which you're good at. And yeah, I can do that at. if you want to do that. I didn't really want to do a bunch of your mama jokes for an hour. That was the other thing. They wanted me to do an hour. And I was like, well, this isn't going to be possible to do anything but insult jokes because this is what was happening. They were yelling terrible right. things at me. Then this guy comes on stage and wants to make a toast. Now, he has a hat on with a big snake. The snake has an open jaw towards me. Oh, no. Okay? Has an open jaw. And he wants to make hat? a toast. He has a big cowboy hat with a snake oh, around it with God. an open jaw. Where, it's a dead where, snake. Where was this? In the okay? Uh, it's, it's near uh, Victorville. Okay, it's, it's in It's towards Las Vegas. It's in the middle of the desert. Okay, and um, so he has an open jaw. Now he wants to make a toast. And actually, things were going pretty well for me. I mean, I was I was dancing and weaving, but I I dished out a lot of insults. That I had earned their respect. There was a lot of alpha male stuff going on. People were yelling shit at each other. Yeah. I thought maybe there'd be a fight that would break out between them, but not me. I'm thinking I might I might pull this off about 20 minutes. So the guy with the snake comes up. He wants to make a toast. Now, you know, as a comedian, you don't give someone your microphone. Yeah, you don't want to do and that. And <laughs> he got very upset about that and started yelling at me. And he's like, give me your fucking microphone. He's yelling at me. And I'm like, I'm not going to give you my microphone. That's not how it works. I need you to sit down. And the crowd wasn't really on his side like I thought they would be. And so uh, eventually uh, he goes and sits down and then he yells out that he's going to kill me. He's a gun. He's going to kill me. And I'm like, yeah. He's got really, a gun and he's going to kill well, me. Well, he's. He, I, I go. Why? Well, so, what are you going to kill me with? He's got. I got a gun in my truck. I'm like, you know, it's. It's just. I. I. I get heckled a lot. You know, you, you get heckled in your career. You get a you suck or get off the stage. You really get like I'm going to kill you, uh, at a Christmas party. But thanks for that input. But I was still like, 
I'm going to stay on this stage. By the way, my, my April and the kids had dropped me off, and they were bowling a couple blocks away. I just want to throw that out there for what happened at the end. Oh, so God. I'm now going, <laughs> okay, so this one guy had done a lot of back and forth with me, and he was very upset with me because I had shredded him a few times. I mean, he was really upset. And, uh, and I knew if I, I – I have to admit, I knew that if I said one more thing towards him, it could be a problem. You did it. But I just couldn't help it because it was going to be a big laugh. I'm talking to the guy that ah. fixed trucks or something. That's what he does with the company. He fixed trucks. I'm like, well, why don't you, uh, why don't you uh, fix Bob's truck? I mean, he's driving a piece of shit. I don't think that thing goes over 10 miles an hour. And Bob got up and he ran up on stage. He attacked me. So he's got his hands around my yes. neck. Now he's got, I'm down. He's got my hands around my neck. And I kind of give him the microphone. Uh, to like st- between us, right? He's about six three two seventy. And here's the thing: I mean, you're just not going to win a fight with a guy six three two seventy if you're five six one sixty. It's just it's a math equation. You're not going to. This guy had a lot more anger than me too. Yeah. I wasn't even really feeling that angry uh, at this point. I mean, I thought the guy with the with the, the snake hat was going to kill me. Yeah, it's just and uh, oh, this is okay. a different kill. different oh guy, God. different guy. This was Bob. So Bob's holding me. Now people get in between us. Now I'll be honest. Um, I thought the show was going better than it was. They didn't rush to my aid. <laughs> That's ever a good sign. <laughs> I mean, there was there was a bit of... Now, I found out later people thought it was staged, but because it looked so surreal, like one of these sort of Jerry Springer type things. But I, I thought, oh. you know, I, I hope someone jumps in at some point. Like, I, you know, meanwhile... They jumped in, and right when they did, the DJ who was very overzealous. He loved his sound system. He was real proud of his sound system, and he was like, he was like really proud of like how it was going to sound and stuff, and how it really like he, the different the bass in it and the whole thing. Right? He just sidled up next to me. He's like, "Here's another microphone," and he gave me another mic. He had a backup cordless, right, for me, just in case, just in attacked. case I get attacked, right? And you had to give up your mic. He's like, "I brought a spare." So. This was a Keep doing your show. This gig, believe it or not, this gig was a pretty nice payday, and I've got mouths to feed. And so I got, and that's not the only reason. I, I walked right up on stage. I'm like, I'm not going to go down this way. You know, I like made a big deal like I'm a yeah. hero. I'm like, that's not how it ends. And um, they were carrying uh, Bob out, and uh, he was yelling stuff. I'm like, Bob, you got thin skin. Get to the parking lot. And I start heckling him some more because I'm like, now, I know I had some airport courage. I knew there were about 100 people there, and he can't kill me in public. So I'm not going to deny if this had happened in a bar or we were alone on the street. I'd be Different dead. Deal. Yeah, I'd be yeah. dead. I'm aware of that. He's a big guy. He had a lot of anger and he would have killed me. But I know there's a lot of people around. It's a Christmas party. So and what a great Christmas party it was. <laughs> and so, so I'm like, I'm like, Bob, you're, you know, the whole thing. And so then uh, so they, Bob leaves. And then you'd think I'd be a hero. I was a hero for a little while. And then the crowd started heckling again. And uh and eventually, the guy with the cowboy hat came up again. The snake, the cowboy hat, and he uh, the smaller snake with its open mouth in its open mouth. Right, right. He uh, he he uh, wanted to do a toast, and that's when I closed out the show. They seemed pretty happy with it. Uh, the, the, everyone apologized for Bob, the guy that had done the thing. And then uh, I saw them let Bob back in the room, and uh, everyone got gifts that evening, and, and Bob uh, got his gift just like he normally would. And that's when I called my wife and said, uh, I need you to meet me at the AM PM across the street. Don't come into the parking lot, because I was like, someone's going to kill me. They wrote me a nice letter and said that uh, no one will ever forget the Christmas party. 
Which is what I said. I go, guys, how do you celebrate like New Year's? Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? I'm like, this is your Christmas party? I this love that they let him back in and gave him a gift. Give him a like, gift, yeah. what, is, what is more on the naughty list yeah. than attacking yeah. a comedian? But, you know, it was just a rowdy. You, you drive a piece of shit car. Yeah, it was a rowdy group. So that's that's what happened. That was one of my Christmas party experiences. Uh, anyway, it was a it was a crazy week. You know what? We've gone long. I want. Do you want to stick around? We'll go into another storm. Yeah, let's go into. Let's another do a storm. couple. You know what? Let's do a couple maskers before we do. We have real to. quick. But I want to tell you the story about what like happened. Eighty-five percent of superheroes. This is masker. I want to tell you. I have a good story about uh, April just getting hammered at the Critics' Choice yes, and what yes, happened yes, afterwards. Yes, yes. And we had a funny conversation, if you remember it. Uh, Nicholas in Iowa writes, uh, why are dictators constantly running out of Ruth? Hashtag ruthless. I mean, I like it. I want it to be a baby ruthless. That's a young dictator, a little baby ruthless. A little baby ruthless. Uh, Jackson uh, at Fight Off writes, hitting your Uber driver so you don't have to pay. Call that the old slap and slip? <laughs> yeah, you could call that the slap and slip, or you can have the citizen's arrest and handcuff grip. <laughs> False citizen's arrest and handcuff grip. It's either that or the slap and slip. Um, Ethan at the old Zim Zam writes, how many bottles of at lotion? At the old Zim Zam? Yeah, that's him. That's the old Zim Zam. Yeah. It's at the at the old Zim Zam. Oh, that's his handle. Yeah, that's okay. his handle. All right, old Zim Zam. That's probably where he hangs out too. The old Zim Zam. Um, how many bottles of lotion is too many bottles of lotion in a guy's room? Two. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking in a guy's room, like maybe more in his bathroom. But that's weird if you walk into a guy's room and he's got three or four different lotions it next is. to the bed. Yeah. What's he doing over there? Yeah, what's going on with that? What's what's with folks, his ankles, folks? What's up with that, folks? Ladies, hey, ladies take, take a break, break fellas. fellas. Lotion up your ankles. I think you know what I'm talking about, fellas. Ladies, take a break, fellas. Use multiple lotion. It's a great Christmas party. Thanks for having me. God, I appreciate it. Appreciate being attacked. I can't believe that. <laughs> I mean, that tells you the <laughs> level of anger that's going on in this country. That they that did man, apologize. But, oh, here's the best Who part. Who cares? A man attacked you on no, stage I forgot, at I a Christmas party. I know. I forgot to. Hey, sorry yeah. about that. Uh, uh, we mostly employ lunatics. Yeah. Here's the thing. A lot of them didn't think Bob should be taken out of the party. And I stood up there right afterwards. Jesus. I did the joke about the Christmas. I'm like, Barbarians. I don't, know guys, I don't know how you celebrate New Year's. But listen, I'm like, here's what happened here. I don't want anyone after the show to not know what happened here. Let me explain what happened this evening. What happened is I got on stage. I was ready to tell some jokes. And you guys wanted to do a bunch of, uh, you know, jokes about how gay I am, about how I have no hair, how I'm tiny and fat and I'm wearing parachute pants. And you created this show. You asked for this show. So this is the show you got. OK. And you can't then go back and have thin skin when I rip on you and your car or uh, or something about your snake hat, you have to be able to dish it out and take it, and you guys couldn't take it. That's what happened here, and that's why Bob's getting carried out and wants to kill me. I'm like, so let's no, make no mistake about this. I was not, because someone yelled out something like, you, 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 you were yelling out insults or something like that right after the thing happened. You made fun and of I'm his like, snake exactly. hat They were like, you, you should tell some jokes. Someone yelled that, and I go, there was no possibility of telling jokes from the moment i got on stage you wanted to see people rip on each other that's what you got and now you're upset about it you know so that's that's and that's the old zim zam right there 
From the three boy like from yeah, the Zim Zam's right. mouth. Let's do it. Straight, We're gonna go into the storm. We're straight from the, the old Zim Zam's mouth. We're gonna go into the storm. Right here in the storm. Mm-hmm. The old Zim Zam story. Now leaving Nerdist.com.